This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. If you know more than one person with Parkinson's, you know how different each disease experience can be. Symptoms vary, prognosis varies, and the wide variation in patient experience is getting more and more research attention. So is Parkinson's one disease or many? This is a question that has been in the forefront of many meetings and discussions in journals, etc. And I think that there's no one answer to that question. Dr. Zoltan Mari sees that patient variation firsthand as a movement disorder specialist at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. And he sees both sides of the argument. The rationale for considering Parkinson's as one disease, he says, is in part the disease pathology. For example, no matter the individual differences, all Parkinson's patients have those sticky clumps of protein known as Lewy bodies in the brain. And as Dr. Mari notes, being lumped together despite individual differences isn't necessarily bad for patients. They can find resources for their problems. They understand that they have a disease which uh, is a disease of many. It gives them an identity, a way to belong. It is also important to have you know, the power of, of many in getting FDA approvals for medications. And those medications, broadly speaking, work well for most patients. Plus, a single disease that affects millions of people is more likely to get the attention of researchers and pharmaceutical companies alike. On the other hand, we have to recognize that Parkinson's disease is not completely homogeneous. It is not a single-cause disease. There are several genes that have been recognized. There are environmental factors and exposures that are different across different patients. Of course, clinically, there is also heterogeneity. Patients uh, may be tremor predominant. They may be akinetic rigid. The um, prognosis varies uh, across a fairly significantly wide spectrum. Some patients remain barely affected for years, sometimes decades. And I have patients who have had Parkinson's disease for over 20, 25 years, and they still take care of themselves, whereas other patients in five, six years uh, into their Parkinson's disease are wheelchair-bound. Which is why Dr. Mari thinks studying variation in what causes the disease, or diseases, is important. There may be a hundred genes, or according to some people, even more than that, that can play a role in how it plays out, how you will look. And in a specific constellation of them could make your Parkinson's more progressive or not. You might still be missing things. And so that's how uh, we sort of view the interplay between a certain genetic predisposition and then that creating a uh, susceptibility for some kind of environmental exposure. And the two together will determine what's going to happen. Some environmental exposures, like pesticides, may accelerate Parkinson's progression. But some could actually slow it down, like exposure to exercise. There is one thing that I observe in my practice, which is that those who are vigorous exercising patients who are engaged in multiple times a week, quite uh, regular and quite involved exercise programs, tend to fall more likely into that slow-progressing category. But here's where it gets tricky. Do patients progress more slowly because they exercise, or do patients exercise because they're progressing slowly? We don't know. 
is just one example of why we need to learn more about the individual nature of Parkinson's, regardless of whether it's one disease or many. What I think is in the future would be very interesting is to further characterize the patients. But if we could use genetics, if we could use personality scales, one drug works better for one person, and DBS doesn't work for everybody. Some patients benefit from uh, physical therapy in a certain ways. And so if we somehow this whole complex mesh of what works for whom, if we could make sense of that better, you know, we don't have to invent a magic uh, miracle pill that stops Parkinson's disease. If we could just use all that information and be able to apply to an individual what works best for him or her, I think we could make so much difference in how well these patients are feeling. We may not know yet if Parkinson's is one disease or many, but we do know it's a condition that needs many answers in order to best help patients. We'll talk more with Dr. Zoldan-Mari, Fox Foundation CEO Dr. Taj Scherer, and with patients in our next Thursday webinar on April the 17th. Is Parkinson's one disease or many? To register, visit michaeljfox.org webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.